Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Let's Get Real with Becky and Susan. And this is a podcast where we lay it all out on the table. No topic is off limits, where we like to take a look at the good, the bad, and the messy, knowing that God can make any mess into a beautiful thing if we allow him to. Amen. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Real with Becky and Susan. <laughs> I'm Becky Harris, and of course, I'm Susan Sudney. <laughs> All day long. All day long. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're so excited that you're joining us for this podcast, yes. which I am just going to share my uh, experience that I recently had. Yes. And we're diving in and getting real because she just, what did you call it? David. Uh, heart, heart of David. Heart of David experience. So yes. I have not heard this experience. So I am right along with you listeners today. All right. And I'm going to hear the experience. Well, it started back in the beginning of the year. Okay. Uh, and I was, I get up early, generally, and I like to pray early, generally, while Becky goes and works out. Um, no. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. She, no. You know, hey, like it's it. all That's good. It's good. It's your time. It gets you going. And then I'm yes. sure you have your devotion. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I was, I was um, getting up and didn't know what to do so I was just praying talking to Jesus and he was sharing with me some of the places I would go to this year it was like travel plans for me which I thought was sort of cool cool. and one of the places he said was Austin Texas which I had never planned to go see I know my husband likes watching Austin City Limits have you ever heard that Austin City Limits. Mm-hmm. It's Is this the, a show? It's a show. It's the longest uh, music show that's running currently. Oh. It started by uh, Willie Nelson in okay. the early 70s. And it's live music that oh. gets broadcast on a weekly basis. And he has watched it oh, cool. from time to time. And so I knew he would love to go to Austin. <laughs> but what Austin held for me, I did not know. So yes. I wrote it down because I, I do journal. Do you, do you write things down? From time to time. It depends. Mm-hmm. I do sticky notes and I put them in certain places in my home. And also bathrooms, <laughs> wherever you go, I which do. we did talk about oh, before. Yes, yeah, bath- other bathrooms. But yeah. yeah, I have them in my bathroom or I've done, uh, I've even done, this is a good tip, if you want to get the shower, man. You have like some of us, not that you're maybe spending a ton of time there, but I just love the shower. Okay. And I think it's because it's another time that I'm alone. And you're just, you know, you're bare. There's nothing to really, you're in a confined space, so it's easier to focus in. And anyway, I have taken scriptures or whatever God is speaking to me at any certain time of life, mm-hmm. and I write it down, and I put it in a Ziploc bag, and I tape it on my shower wall. So then I have it right in my shower. Or you can get a marker and just write on the tile. Wouldn't that come off? When you wash it. it yeah, I know. That's <laughs> Listen, sometimes these things are like, they come off for a moment to clean, and then I tape it back up. Oh, okay. So this is something you're meditating on for a long time. Yes. But regardless. But anyway. You know, I do like to write things. I do feel that that is something that I'm very strong about because you don't want to forget the things that God shares with you and let them drop to the ground, per se. You want to keep them fresh. You want to keep them before you. And even things that you don't understand maybe at the moment, you want to write down and then maybe a year or two later when you're going through things, 
Uh, you can look through your, I love looking through past journals and just seeing what God has spoken to me. It's an encouragement. Yes. So anyhow, he said Austin, Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. And I am not a hot girl, so. No, I, you're not. You know, she does not like hot weather. I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't enjoy it. Uh, so I was thinking, well, maybe sometime in the in the winter months, it would be nice <laughs> to go to Austin. So I just wrote it down and just put it on the shelf. And then I started reading some books um, regarding different gifts of prophecy and things like that, encouraging us in our walk with God, and because it does say to desire prophecy and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And God is not, he wants to show us things. He wants to display things in us. And so I was reading these books by a certain gentleman, uh, and I had read two or three of his books. And I just so happened to look at the back of his book just to find out a little bit more about him. And he was like from Tennessee. And and one of these books it had mentioned something about the Heart of David. So I'm like, oh, well, that sounds pretty cool, Heart of David. I like worship. I, I'm all about it. So I decided to Google Heart of David. And when I did, this conference popped up that so happened to be in Austin, Texas this year. And I was like, oh, that's why I need wow. to go to Austin. Uh, so it was in June. And... That's a hot month. I was just going to say, <laughs> not a winter month. For not Texas. a winter month, but yet I felt good about it. And I really didn't know any of the speakers, really. Wow. I had heard one of the speakers was Todd White, which oh, I yes. had heard and seen from uh, the DVD, Father of Lights, mm-hmm. which is an awesome DVD. If you've never seen it, you yes. need to see it. It just is showing um, how God wants to move in our everyday life. And it's a lot of just uh, people following God and and seeing, you know, what he has for the day because God has something for us each and every day. Right. And so he was featured in that as this, you know, real radical kind of guy that's going around praying for people and he even went to like Jerusalem and was able to go into the place what is that called where the rock is oh, the, oh, mecca. the mecca. The yeah, Mecca. Yeah. He went to mecca. And he well, got to, the event isn't the event called Mecca? I don't know, do, but no, I don't know. But either way, he yes, got he to go into this go. holy, holy place that's yeah. not really open to Christians, right? Um, but it's more for the Muslim mm-hmm. world, and he got to go in there and just declare God in his, you know, and Jesus Christ as yeah. Lord. You know, while he was there, it was an awesome thing. You know how God in is is just moving. Yeah. So I knew about him. I had never heard him speak, per se. I'd just seen him do all these crazy things. So I, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. So we went, uh, my husband and my youngest son, Sam, and myself. Yay, Sam. Yay, Sam. We went down <laughs> to this event, not really knowing what it was about or anything like that, just trusting God. And, um, you know, I let, I let the Holy Spirit be my travel agent. Nice. Yes, because I had no clue since I've never been to this Yeah. But I got a deal where I was staying at a hotel that was like two blocks away from the convention center where this um, event was at. And it was really convenient and nice and got my shuttle and all that. Perfect. Things fell into place. So we went there and it was just an amazing experience. I mean, the heart of this ministry, the Heart of David ministry, and this event was called Presence 2018. So I'm dating our our podcast, but... uh, That's all right. That's okay. You knew it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Proof. (laughs) Proof that it happened. 2018. But their their whole uh, mission is to cover 
the world with um, night and day praise to God. Every nation, you know, because they believe when you worship that you're building a throne, that God is enthroned on our praises. So when people in all these different countries and nations are worshiping God, they're building him a throne in that country and nation Mm -hmm. where he is able to move in and do wonderful things. And just, you know, things that they share, they were sharing like in India, how these students that are in college, you know, and and it's just a very high honor to be in college, you know, uh, they're dropping out of college just so they can become ministers to their own country and have day and night worship. Wow. You know, and just enable God to move into their their villages, their cities, their, I don't even know what they're called in, in India, if it's counties or um, yeah, probably I'm not. For not, sure either, but. not. But anyhow, they're, they're just to have that burden and just the different things. And then one night they had uh, people from other countries come up and pray in their language for their country. And there was like 17 different countries that were represented. And they were speaking and proclaiming the blessings of God over their country. And even though I didn't understand the languages, yeah. I could feel the power of God mm-hmm. just moving. And it just it was exciting to join with that and just agree that, you know, that is God's desires to show his goodness, to show his glory, on, yeah. you know, as the waters cover the sea. Yes. And so it was just such a great uh, experience. They, It was obviously very worship-driven. We would have two hours of worship before um, a speaker spoke, and then we would have an hour of worship after. And it was all day long, you know, so it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it was just so awesome to just press into the presence of God, you know, yeah. with, with people that are fellow Christians that, you know, you would never have met otherwise. Right. Hearing the hearts of people that are just so hungry for the move of God. Right. So, yeah, you were with the church. I, I mean, was you were with, with the, the church. church. That's what that's what we are as the believers, you know. Doesn't matter what church actual building you go to. Mm-hmm. We are the body as believers of Christ. So you get and, to be with other fellow body members. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome, yeah. you know, and in it was cool. just uh, an experience that I, I really, really enjoyed, and, and I just know that there's fruit of it that I'll see, you know, throughout the year that God downloaded in us that we don't even know at this moment, but for years and years to come. Yeah. yeah. So I just encourage um, if the Heart of David, if you listeners check it out on YouTube, it's it's a, a geared for night and day worship day and night worship mm-hmm. and you can see it on youtube you can hear some teaching you can hear the music um it's just it's just great to see what god was doing and besides todd white which he really was talking a lot about our identity of who we are in christ jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that there has i'm gonna segue is that a segue is a good word it's a good word yes. to use for this into how so many of us Christians, we've bought a lie where we're talking mm-hmm. about where we're broken, where we have broken pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, we did have that. Yeah. But once we became the children of God, salvation, the word salvation, the sozo means wholeness. There's nothing broken, nothing missing. Yes. We're totally restored. And we need to rise up and start walking in that instead of viewing ourselves as frail, broken people. You know? Amen. And he was very strong about that. He was saying if your past still has a voice, 
It's mm-hmm. not your past, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he was also talking about how he can live, con- um, I think I'm trying to think of the phrase he used, but it was more or less where he's not condemned because he knows he's been forgiven in Christ Jesus. And I mean, yeah. that's where we need to live our life from right. is what Jesus has done for us. Right. And not, you know, thinking about the mistakes that we've made and the struggles that we still might have in different areas. And, you know, it's just giving voice to that. And it's just like, no, let's give voice to what God says about you. And I know we've we've talked about that before in the Enough is Enough. uh, Enough is Enough. Enough is Enough series. But but it's just realizing who you are in the body of Christ and rising up and walking in that. And so that was a real strong message. Yeah. Another strong message is, you know, how willing are you to live your life for God? Yeah. You know, there is so much freedom when you realize that you are dead to yourself and alive unto God, and you really can lay yourself down. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like how much freedom is it when you realize this is what God's saying to you, and he's going to see it, is all you have to say is yes. Right. To walk into it. Because so many times people are thinking that they have to figure it out or they have to have it all together or, I mean, even to come to church, you hear people say that all the time. Oh, I'm getting myself together so I can come to church. Not in the physical sense, but in their minds. Well, sometimes physically. Well, I mean, yes. You know. <laughs> the we, older you get. <laughs> we do get ourselves dressed and ready and bathed yes, or whatever, but I'm not talking together. about that. I just mean people think they have to have it all together to come to church, which is, I would say, one of the biggest lies the enemy tells, you mm-hmm. know, the majority of people that are withstanding from church, you know, and, and there's jokes cracked about it all the time, but it really is just a lie from... The church face, right? Yeah. Putting yeah. on your church face. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, you know, I recently, well, it's been a couple months ago, I went to an Outcry concert. Mm-hmm. And at that concert, they had um, a speaker. They had several, but the one that I love the most, I just, I love her heart for God. And I just love listening to her because she is so anointed and has such power in her words is Christine Kane. And I don't know if you're familiar with her or not, mm-hmm. but oh, I love it. Pastor Jerry has played her. And I've said this and no one remembers. <laughs> Pastor Jerry played a message and it might've been just in a leadership thing. Here. I remember hearing a message. So that was that chick. That was that Christine chick. Christine Kane. Christine Kane. Okay. And um, her story is just, you know, so that's another thing. Look her up, uh, anything from her. Was that the unusual happenings? Is that the one that she spoke about? The unusual things that are happening, the timing of God. No, no it I wasn't. Don't think Sorry. So, no. The, as I um, but she you. did. She had a no. She had a, a book recent. Her most recent book. Forgive me. I don't know if she's written more, but was called Unexpected. And she in it. So I heard about that book. Didn't get the book. But then when I was <laughs> shortly after, I'm not a book all the way person. I have to be like okay. God has to really drop it in my spirit that this is what he wants me to read. But guess what he did? He had it came up in my version app, oh. and she had a 14-day um, devotion okay. that was adapted from that from book. The book. Okay. And so it was perfect. So it was unexpected. But really, you know, what the whole message... <laughs> what, it was unexpected the book or unexpected <laughs> the devotion? <laughs> yeah, all of it. No. <laughs> Um, But what it was, was, you know, she was talking about when unexpected things in our life, you know, happen, that they're unexpected to us. They're not unexpected to God. And her, the the whole, I would say the the overarching message of every individual devotion was, (laughs) yes, she's impressed with my word usage, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, overarching. I love it. Overarching um, was 
that in any given circumstance, but specifically the ones that are unexpected, you are given really two choices. That's it. You're either going to go with what fear says. Mm -hmm. And what she talked about that, you know, a lot of people when they hear, oh, well, I didn't go in fear, but then here, I'm just going to say this. We all maybe have done it from time to time. I was concerned or I was worried Mm -hmm. or we dress up the word fear and we like to make it sound more um, acceptable, culturally norm as, you know, oh, I was stressed. How about that one? Oh, stressed. Mm, That's fear. That's That's just another way of saying that you are in fear. And she you go girl talks about come on yeah (laughs) so anyway she's saying about how you have you know she talked about what fear looked like she said you either had the option of fear or faith Mm -hmm. and at every turn of the past at every unexpected moment it's not you have you it's not unexpected by god and Mm -hmm. he has all the answers there's no you know you don't have to do anything except say like you were just saying yes just say yes and, Mm -hmm. and yield and die to yourself and say I'm not going to listen to the lie that the enemy's telling me to be afraid of in whatever circumstance. So, yes, I want to interject here. Interject, interject. She's got flashing hands at me. (laughs) You know, because that's one of the things that uh, Rick Pino, which uh, is the gentleman that put on the Heart of David thing, he had said so many Christians are partnered with fear. Mm -hmm. And he was saying it's time to cut that off yeah. because we do. We partner with fear. God's looking for courageous people that are willing to say yes and step into what he has. Yeah. And we are just, you know, giving every reason why we can't because of fear. Right, right. Because of fear. And like you said, people dress it up. They yeah. dress it up, make it all. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> it's still fear. It's it might still look a pig. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Piggy. But... <laughs> It's still a pig, you know? Yes, you could put yeah. a wig, lipstick, earrings. It's still... Speak French. It's still a pig. French. Well, Miss <laughs> Pinky could, you know? Yes. Yes, she could. Yes. But yeah, it's still it's still fear. Fear mm-hmm. is fear. And people, not just with those words I was saying, they dress it up in all kinds of ways of, you know, uh, well, I would do that, but, you mm-hmm. know, you put the but, like you were saying, circumstances, or they limit by, you know, well, I don't have enough money, or I don't have enough resources. I don't live in the right house. I don't live in the right neighborhood. I don't, you know, there's the list goes on and on. But all that really boils down to is if you felt like the spirit of God was telling you to do something and you come up with all of those, you're saying, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And you're li- you're walking in that fear and just allowing the enemy, you know, to, to control have you. Yeah. But what she, the other, where she, when you were talking about identity before, where she was going with a lot of that, and this challenged my, I was like, oh my gosh, I've said this to my kids. I know I have. Um, I have done my very best. I don't say it as much anymore. Um, but she true, was, yes. She was talking about how when the first time shame comes in, you know, she's like, and how in a culture, you know, when you're saying like you, you live in that condemned state, which mm-hmm. breeds the fear. In our culture, we start that when, they're little and they do something that's, you know, typical maybe of a two-year-old. You know, let's say they wet themselves or let's say they run and pick a booger or whatever or or maybe something worse. I don't know. But what do we tell them? Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. And we speak that over our kids. We speak that, that over. shame, shame. That shame. Yeah, yeah, shame, shame. You know, they do the fingers. I don't know if you remember that. The finger, the yeah. two fingers rubbing together. The shame, shame. Or, yeah. you know, that different little what is that noise that <laughs> where they're like oh no 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 or yeah but just basically 
entering shame. I know she's laughing at my noises. <laughs> it's good, Becky. Sure. Yes, it is. No, but it is. So don't say, don't tell your kids, don't tell people anymore that they should be ashamed of themselves. Because like you were saying, the reality is our sins were forgiven on the cross. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you might not make a mistake anymore, but you don't have to accept that and walk in that. You can simply just turn over to God and say, I made a mistake. Here it is. He's going to take it. Jesus Christ paid for it. Mm-hmm. And keep moving with your life. Don't resonate in that shame. But all that to say, that's where our, I believe, after I heard her say that, I was like, wow, Lord, you really, you know, because I can think back in my own life, there were several times where I was told I should be ashamed of myself. Mm. You know, and you don't think of it in that realm because you're thinking, well, I did make a mistake. I did yeah. mess up, you know, and so you start to carry that and wear it as, and it comes out later as fear. Or condemnation. Or condemnation. Just beating you down, yeah. telling you you're never going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely shame is not our game. Shame we don't want to. Oh, yeah. all right, look at you coming up gonna with spit, the bars. I'm going to spit some wrath <laughs> at you. Shame is not our game now. But yeah, so I, I think it's it's encouraging to just realize the message that God is trying to get to His body. You know that, hey, you know He wants to. I mean, He wants His love to go out. He right. says that his, He wants to pour His Spirit out on all flesh. All flesh. And we need to wake up and and start, you know, living purposely as children of the Most High God and what He yeah. says about us, instead of limiting ourselves, instead of just limiting ourselves maybe to what's going on in our local church, there's so much that God's doing around the world, and we mm-hmm. need to really join with brothers and sisters yeah. around the world. So I was glad that I got to visit the wonderful Austin, Texas, in the 100-degree weather. Even in the hot summer month of June. <laughs> but just to see and hear you know, the heart of God and what He's doing, and just to get encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just realize that there is so much going on that we don't see, that we don't see the big picture of right. what God is doing and right. also the big picture of what he's doing in us and what he's done in us and yeah. through us and how he desires to pour his spirit out. Amen. So that's that's my experiences in Austin. And yes. Your experiences with what was the book called? Unexpected. Unexpected by Christine Kane. Kane with a K. C. With a C. Okay. C A I N. So you've heard it here, people. There's yes. some resources for you to check yes. out. And meanwhile, we are just a click away. Yes, until next time.